Hey everybody, we're back for another episode, uh, our second installment of The Journey Up, an Entrepreneur's Guide. I'm your host, Bryce Osepic, a broker for Anabasis Realty, as well as managing partner for Anabasis Real Estate Investment Trust. I've got a couple of new guests here on the show today that I'm super excited to bring on. Obviously, you guys remember Brylan from our last episode, uh, and we also have Haley Duvall uh, on the show as well today, and Ryder Hubbard. Uh, Ryder and Haley are both associates for uh, Anabasis on the uh, real estate side as an agent, as well as on uh, the investment trust. And they've uh, helped us considerably on our journey up um, in our entrepreneurial uh, spirit that we have here at Anabasis. So um, obviously I wanted to touch on one more time, um, you know, the meaning uh, of Anabasis. We, we discussed a little bit on the last show, um, but Wanted to make sure that everybody understands what it means before I ask you guys to share yours with me. But obviously, we know the Anabasis literally translates to the journey up, um, the the ancient Greek. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we are going to be asking you guys to share your Anabasis because, you know, that's kind of the the gist of the show. And we're, we're happy to have you guys here to share it. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to give a little bit of an introduction to uh, Anabasis Realty on this, uh, this episode, because we're going to be talking a little bit more about our traditional real estate services and uh, things that we provide for, for clients. Um, obviously, Anabasis Realty is a fully licensed real estate brokerage in the state of Florida. And uh, we focus on not only residential, uh, multifamily, commercial, all sorts of land development, all sorts of different properties. So, um, you know, Brylan uh, was actually the uh, first agent that we hired at Anabasis Realty. So, um, you know, I'll let Brylan give a little bit of backstory on kind of how that process went and what it was like for you. Yeah, the process of uh, being the first agent for Anabasis was, um, you know, it was, it was a little nerve wracking at first because it was in a sense a startup. Yeah, um, but sure. you know, almost two years in now and, um, I wouldn't change it for the world, but, um, no, I mean, it's been good. It's been a big learning experience for me. Um, it's been great to have Ryder and Haley jump aboard too a little bit later on after, um, and kind of, you know, get in with some of the deals we're doing, um, you know, kind of, teach them how to do some wholesaling stuff and, and what to look for when it comes to some of the investment properties that, you know, Bryce and, and Mark passed down to me. And now um, they're, you know, seasoned and don't need our help as much and can kind of, you know, take the reins on their, on their own. So, you know, very happy about that and um, look forward to seeing, you know, the future su success they have. But how has it been for y'all kind of jumping on this team? And, and I know this is your first year in real estate and you've been in real estate for about Two, two, three years now. Um, I know, you know, for some agents jumping in, it, c it can be kind of, you know, you're kind of thrown into the fire, but how has it been, um, you know, for you, Haley? How's I think it's, that's how it's been for me being thrown in the fire, especially since all of you guys had established yourself and have been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, me and Ryder started about the same time, I think. Back in like January, it's been yeah. about a year yeah. now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it really has been about a year. But, I still, you know, find myself comparing what I'm doing to what you guys are doing. And mm -hmm. because we started at the same time, not thinking about the fact that you've been doing this way longer. So yeah. it's been a little difficult to to try to feeling like I have to live up to you guys. But <laughs> you guys have uh, created an environment where I, I can. 
So yeah, right, hundred yeah. percent. Well, I don't want you to feel like you have to live up to us in your own right. You know, yeah. you're you've been in license for what nine months, and yeah. you closed seven transactions in nine months. I mean, the the average real estate agent in the United States closes eight to ten properties a year. That's yeah. average in the industry. So yeah, you're already at that threshold. Yeah. And I mean, my first nine months in real estate, yeah. I think I closed one. Yeah. <laughs> I attribute a lot of that to you guys. And because yeah. of, you know, the the knowledge that I've gained from you guys and the environment that you created and yeah. all the resources that you provided. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just thankful to be here. Well, I wanted to hear a little bit more from you, Haley, on kind of your story and your journey, because obviously Brylan and I have kind of shared our story and kind of how we came up through life and decided the path of real estate and, and um, you know, are where we are today. But I know that you chose a different path at first. You yeah. kind of went the legal route and yeah. uh, we're working under an attorney. And obviously we've known each other since uh, since we were kids. School, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, wanted to Long have history. you share that. Yeah. Um we grew up together um, in Fernandina and I went off to college and my dad is older and has had a lot of health issues. So when I graduated, I decided to move back um, and kind of take care of him, at least be there for him. Um, and I really didn't know what to do. I was just kind of floundering around and I started bartending for a little bit, um, which I loved. Not to cut you off, but bartending is actually one of like the best, um, you know, not career choices, but one of the best like Jobs. jobs yeah to kind of yeah. get you into that yeah. atmosphere to talking yeah. to people you're reading rooms you're reading yeah. you know you're upselling you're you're selling you're yeah. you're doing the whole thing so i think you know not, again not to cut you off but no, bar, bartending is because i also did it as well was one of those jobs that kind of did help me yeah whenever i got into the real estate world was i know how to you know kind of deal with people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. all those transferable yeah, I skills yeah. Yeah. i guess i'm the only guy that didn't bartend, <laughs> i think we all did at one point yeah. i bartended <laughs> in, at fsu at pots um and then on the island everywhere so yeah it's definitely um skills that transfer to a lot of careers um you know your social skills your personality um and sales Mm -hmm. all of that i really loved it a lot um and that kind of set me up for realizing a little bit more what i wanted to do and what aspect of the career path that i wanted to chase um i ended up getting a job as a paralegal which i really loved but i had no experience for Mm -hmm. um i got it based on my writing ability um and so i did that for a while but i just knew that it wasn't for me and what wasn't what i was supposed to do yeah and then i think i ran into you guys at halloween last year Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) we were all out and i came up to you gave you a hug hadn't seen you forever and you told me about anabasis and i went home didn't think much about it couple oh. weeks later i was like i don't want to do this anymore quit my job messaged you the next day and we set up a call and i didn't know that so you had actually already quit your job before you even yeah. called me oh, i had wow. been i had quit at least a month before we actually started you know really progressing yeah. our conversation um but i was still writing for the company so yeah I wrote, um for their blog and for the different websites that we had so yeah. i was still kind of getting paid but yeah um and especially growing up in a family with contractors, I've always loved real estate. I always uh-huh. used to love to go to the job sites. So it's always something I had my eye on. But Fernandina is a is a competitive market for agents. For sure. Everybody wants to be an agent. It's a little over, oversaturated over yeah. there. You know, a, a lot of 
luxury locations, although everybody, you know, wants to go after the luxury listings for the larger commissions. I mean, everybody's got the same thought process. Yeah. So, you know, those, those markets, um, you know, Ponte Vedra, St. Augustine, Amelia Island, they're, they're very saturated and you're going to have a lot of competition, especially. Amelia Island. Yeah. It's that's why crazy. I never pursued it in the first place. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you explain to me Anabasis and your plans for the future, mm-hmm. I, I was in. What yeah. was um like your biggest like shell shock before getting into real estate? Like you thought maybe this was done a certain way, but then whenever you actually got into real estate and got into like, the nitty gritty of it, what was like the biggest surprise of it all? Uh, I guess this has less to do with real estate, but I was really surprised at how easily I caught on, I yeah. guess. Um, not to say that it's easy in any way, but to be able to adapt and kind of jump in with you guys and really pick up, you know, mm-hmm. what you were teaching me, that surprised me more than anything. Um, kind of like the repetition of it every yeah. day. So it's like bartending. It's like learned on the fly. Like, yeah. you know, stuff <laughs> exactly. Rapid pace, so, um, yeah. exactly. That's definitely kind of how you, you you learn the best is to be thrown into the fire, yeah. no matter what it is, whether it's real estate or whether it's anything else. You kind of just have First to. First night alone, it's Friday night. You have yeah. to get it. You don't have the bar back. Yeah. And, and try it. And that's another thing that I think, you know, a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, sometimes you're scared to, to fail but if you want to succeed you have to fail and trial and error is really the best way to to figure out what you're doing no matter what it it might be um i know that real estate has been good to you so far and i know you know brylan asked that um kind of what's your uh you know biggest whoa yeah what's going on um what would you say is uh, the most interesting thing that you've learned so far? Because obviously we'd cover a lot of different areas of real estate, yeah. not just traditional residential. We do a lot of different things. Um, what would you say? Um, I feel like kind of the more investment wholesale side is super interesting to me. I love going to properties that are distressed, calculating the rehab, like knowing how to do all of that backhand mm-hmm. calculations and valuations that has been the most fun and interesting to me and i didn't really associate that with real estate or being Mm -hmm. a real estate agent Uh because a lot of traditional real estate agents don't do that yeah and so that has been super exciting to be able to get a phone call from another agent asking me Mm -hmm. to do it um get an arv for them or calculate rehab um and they've been an agent for years Yeah. yeah i think it's really interesting that we do that in the first place but that I can be that person. Well, then it kind of, because it kind of opens your, it kind of opens you up to like a whole new buyer pool then. Cause you're not only just working with families that, you know, I need, you know, the cookie cutter house in the subdivision and you represent them. It's like, okay, I can now talk to those people. Then I can also talk to people that are sitting on money that may need to invest into properties. And they're always looking. And they're always looking. looking. And that's another thing too, is, uh, you know, you have to always be consistently looking for new clients on the traditional side, yeah. on the investment side. Once you find somebody that trusts you, knows that you know how to run your numbers, you're, yeah. you've got consistent, uh, yeah. you know, closings with that individual for however long they're investing. And typically Absolutely. that's their whole life. Yeah. I'll say for me coming over from uh, coal banker, worked there for two years, just doing traditional real estate. Yeah. Um, I mean, just learning the wholesale side of stuff really yeah. kind of sets, I guess, a realtor apart and knowing what those rehab costs can be, because mm-hmm. I do have a buyer right now where they're looking for primary residents moving up from South Florida, but they are looking for something that they can kind of make their own and do 
what they want with it. Uh -huh. And so just being able to present those calculations for them, just like, okay, this is roughly how much you have to put in Absolutely. to a property. I mean, that helps a lot and goes a long way. I feel like as a, it's a unique skill. Yeah. Could you, Ryder, could you actually, um, talking about the wholesale stuff, could you walk us through your first wholesale deal? I think I remember you had a, a pretty decent what, one. St. Augustine? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So St. Augustine, I, I, so I was born and raised in Wargolf Village, uh, St. Augustine area. So um, I kind of have a pool to working down there. I know our offices are based out of Jacksonville, but um, yeah, my first wholesale deal, I walked in, it was like first month, um, property had been sitting for like 160 days mm -hmm. on a 70 days. And uh, I mean, obviously it was priced at ARV, uh, right. at retail value. And I'm like, okay, it's going to at least need 100K off this price to get it done. Um, but I didn't really know if this was going to be reasonable or not. And this is my first time doing it. And I was like, mm -hmm. don't really know what to expect. So I'm like, okay, I want to throw an offer out here, see what happens, see if we can make it work for the investor. And it turns out it still wasn't enough, the price that we had had it at. So uh -huh. we went and got another price reduction, made it work, got like, what, 150 so I believe that we ended up getting um, a ninety grand reduction after yeah. already getting an the initial 100 80, off. yeah hundred yeah. off to begin with. Crazy, but yeah. So I mean, when you're working, just I mean, when your first two years, I mean, I mean, for you too, I mean, you just started. I'm, you don't really have those expectations. You're going to be able to get this much off when you're doing working with distressed properties. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I hadn't done that before. I was just like showing houses in St. John's County, 2018 mm. builds, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's pretty just kind of negotiating, just kind of like a little bit off kind of thing. You're negotiating so making five sure, or 10 yeah, grand Making off. sure your fridge is working, whatever. More. But when you're dealing with that big of numbers and spreads, like when you actually get the job done, it's a lot yeah. more satisfying, at least to me so far. That's what yeah. I've enjoyed about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's, I think it speaks volumes that you've not only got one, but um two deals on the same street on the same street yeah. i'm working on my third right now so we'll see if we can get it done yeah but yeah it's a good little area for investors but what are you saying you said you and saint Ong. yep good yeah, spot. So if, if you guys want to invest in saint augustine uh hit up Bye. writer yep. <laughs> he's the he's the saint augustine investment property go-to um i know Haley. honestly i i had somebody reach out or maybe you told me that they said it but um that you were one of the best um like investment friendly agents that they had ever worked with and i know that you know you've just gotten started within the last year so i think that speaks volumes to uh you know the testament of how much you really have learned uh since you've started to be able to have a, a client say that you know that yeah. you're that good at what yeah. you do even just uh from the beginning and you've closed several investment transactions yeah, just uh, recently the last one in bernardina um, I think that was actually the investor who said that um, they were new. I think they were referred to me the week before uh -huh. um, we got under contract. And I found this deal. I really believed in it. And um, I had been connected with them. They have never been to Fernandina. This, they live in South Florida, had never invested in Jack's, just entering the market. Yeah, Fernandina was not even on their radar. And I came to them with a deal. And I was like, listen, this is my hometown. I really believe in this deal. Uh -huh. I know it could turn good profits um and they they loved it and they checked my numbers believed in me and yeah we had a tough closing um, yeah. a very delayed closing but yeah it went really well it appraised more than my projected arv um for 
after their, all their work they're going to do, I think it's going to be a really good deal. So, and they were really impressed. I think it's always good to under promise and over deliver, <laughs> under promise and over deliver. And those are the people, like we said earlier, that are going to be like your continuous clients. Mm-hmm. You know, you get them one good deal. They want the second, they want the third, and then you've already, you know, won them over. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I got kind of a, a good gist of your story and, Ryder, you, you kind of started to touch on it a little bit, but I don't yeah. think you dove super deep. You talked a little bit about Coldwell Banker and other things, but I'd like for you to share your yeah. anabasis with okay. you, well, you know, yeah, your so, life story, your journey up through you know real estate and business. Yeah, and so life. I grew up in uh, St. Augustine, like I said, went to Florida State. Uh, obviously, me and Bryce, we went to school together um, over at Florida State. Um, kind of kind of brown, but we kind of met more towards the end of college. Um, but yeah, so... My dad, he was a, he works in med sales. I always knew kind of just growing up, uh, just kind of modeling myself after him. I'd want to do some sort of sales. I didn't know what, but mm-hmm. Florida State Business School has a great real estate program. I highly recommend it to uh, anyone looking to get a business degree because um, it really teaches you about finance, law, and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can learn a lot at FSU in terms of real estate. And during college, I worked at Keller Williams, went up to Washington, D.C. for a little bit, um, worked what uh, were you doing side. at Keller Williams when you were in Tallahassee? Just straight kind of... cold calling. Just learn how to call on the phone. Just dial, dial, dial. Um, so what was kind of that? A day. What did that look like when you were cold calling? Were you just setting appointments for? Yeah, for the uh, just the team lead. The, the team lead. Yeah, so just kind of call for four to five hours a day, just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Just get a list and go after it. Um, just kind of circle prospect neighborhoods. Just try to find anyone that would want to schedule an appointment with them. What would you say them. is the most valuable thing? working there that you learned? I would say really, honestly, the most valuable, I mean, aside from just kind of shadowing and kind of yeah. learning how the business goes, um, I would say really just getting on the phone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of people can learn to be lazy and just kind of rely on lead sources that stuff comes to you. But I feel uh-huh. like if doing that cold calling just for hours and hours every day really teaches you one that you got to get after it. You've got to process. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to work. Yeah. Um, but also it really makes you comfortable on the phones. I know a lot of people and again, real estate, like they might not know exactly. I mean, no one ever knows anything in real estate. I mean, I mean that even to this you day, I'm asking you questions. There's, there's yeah. no, there's no two deals that are the yeah, same. Yeah, but can't know the everything. thing is, is I mean, not everyone knows everything in real estate. But when you first start, there's that fear of, what if I say something wrong? Like then they're going to like not want to talk, like come back yeah. to me, something like that. So uh-huh. it really kind of gets you over that fear because you keep having the same conversation over and over again. Uh-huh. You're kind of talking about the same thing, and you kind of just builds in your head like, okay, like this isn't so bad. And uh, obviously it's like drink from the fire hose. You're going to learn as you go. Mm -hmm. Um, That was actually um, something that was not like an issue for me, but I was always, you know, I kind of had that first, um, remember when I first hopped on the phones, I was a little nervous and scared too, but something I learned um, from an old mentor was uh, if you don't know something, it's just as simple as, Hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I will find it out for you and get back to you ASAP. That's, that's, that's really, what I do. <laughs> that's so that I was like my do. go-to, yep. like my yeah. first few months of real estate yeah. was, Hey, I have no, I don't know the answer to this, but I will find the answer for you and I will get it to you as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah so. And most people are okay with that. Most yeah, people are okay I mean, with that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's nice to know the answer right away, but you're never always going to know the answer right away. So right, yeah. and I feel like people understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nobody's perfect, but I, I think the biggest thing in real estate, as long as you're attentive and you work hard for that individual i mean mm-hmm. they're going to be okay if you don't mm-hmm. know something right off the bat so yeah. um, that's just a big thing for me it's making sure you're 
attentive and staying on top of everything with your buyer. So yeah. you were at a, so Keller Williams, you were knocking out calls. Yeah, knocking out calls. And then I went up to Washington DC for a little bit, did about like four to five months during COVID, which oh, was wow. a really interesting time to be up in Washington DC. But uh, doing real, real estate real stuff, or? or was that real estate? No, I was doing commercial real estate. So like okay. office tenant representation. Just, um, I mean, it was pretty slow given the COVID was in full force. Mm -hmm. So you were um, doing commercial leasing. It yes. was office leasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not really yeah. sales. Of that. No, I mean, yeah, we'd still like do the cold calls looking for buyers, stuff like that. Uh -huh. But um, it was more, that was more of an experience just learning the commercial side of things. And then when I got back to FSU, I finished up right at the end of COVID. Um, and I moved back to Jacksonville looking for a job I'm like oh i'll go work at coal bank banker obviously it's a good brand name but um mm -hmm. worked there for two years uh learned under a friend of mine um then i ran into brylan at a <laughs> jags football game i mean this thing you always go got jags. yeah go jags duval no, go jags <laughs> no but um ran into brylan and that's the thing you're always kind of networking you got to keep the resume in your back yeah. pocket i mean business cards at the bar yeah exactly oh, I do but <laughs> Yeah, I ran to Brown. They're like, yeah, we're kind of starting something. I think y'all are about like four or five months in. Because uh -huh. um, y'all start what, in like August? We started in May of 21. 21, yeah. yeah. So it was, okay. it was around like December time that year. Ran into Brown, and he's like, yeah, we're starting something where we're doing a little bit of everything. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a really good opportunity to learn more. That's why when I was in college, did Keller Williams, did the residential side, mm -hmm. went up DC, did some commercial stuff and just want to really just kind of keep furthering my knowledge in real estate. And when you guys were talking about doing investment stuff, still doing traditional commercial, all the, just everything, basically, I'm like, why wouldn't I jump on board? And I mean, yeah, I mean, I, we went to college together. I'm like, this sounds like a good opportunity. So mm -hmm. it's worked out so far. So, so I would like to hear a little bit more from you on kind of, obviously you've been with us for a year now. And I would say that you know, going from traditional style of real estate to kind of the private equity, nimble real estate that we do, you've probably yeah. learned a, a lot of things along the way. Yeah. Um, what would you say is one of your kind of favorite or, or most uh, challenging transactions that you've worked on? Um, with us? I mean, it could be the wholesale deals um, when you're looking for stuff for investors, um, mm -hmm. just with the way the market is like, yeah, the numbers can work. Um, but St. Augustine, for example, is a very niche market. Yeah. Um, so you really have to find the right buyer um, in that area um, uh -huh. in a select amount of time. So, um, I mean, just right now, it's just the climate is challenging, but it's really just trying to find those buyers when the market's down yeah. or on its way down. Um, I think that's the biggest challenge. But also, I think wholesaling for me has been the most satisfying part of the job mm -hmm. is learning how to work with those numbers and getting a deal done that you create from scratch. I yeah. think yeah. that's awesome. And um, that's definitely been the most satisfying part to me because I don't know if it's like my competitive background, whatever it may be, but when you get those done, it's like, you. it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah. So like you're pulling a lot of strings too, and you're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. you have so many different factors involved yeah. with it. And exactly. once they all line up and you get into the closing table, it's one of the better feelings. Yeah, exactly. What would you say, Brylon, is the most difficult transaction that we've done? Probably the 17 unit. I think as far as like the numbers go and actually analyzing, um, everything that went into it that was that used the most brain power yeah. um i will say i think the most challenging um acquisition we had um was the one over off of lexington just because you know yeah that was rough that was a little that was rougher 
you know yeah. so i guess it all just kind of depends that on was more like project management rough not really closing the deal but i agree yeah. right you, right sure. but i guess as far as the the roughest deal it was, it was definitely that 17 unit because we actually fell out a contract twice on it yeah um and it was resurrected both times and we i think we we also had like a was it like a 60 to 90 day due diligence period we had so we had all that time yeah, for we had everything 60 day due diligence period and i want to say it was listed at like 1.8 and we ended up getting it for 1.35 so it was a huge negotiation huge process. negotiation mm -hmm. process and it was a lot of it was it, it felt like a big game of chess because mm -hmm. you know we would we would come at them with something they'd hit us back with something and it was it wasn't like a okay let's respond right now it was more of a all right let's let's regroup let's talk internally as a team let's figure out what we need to do to get this across the finish line and um essentially we did yeah um i think as far as um commercial goes i learned a lot during that deal too mm -hmm. um but then again sometimes real estate's so funny you'll have deals where the smallest commission or smallest payday is going to be the biggest headache, you know, headache yeah, yeah. Or, or or thorn in your in your shoe you, so you've seen that a few times yeah, i know you've I mean, seen it a it, few times so the time you think it's going to be a cakewalk ends up being the biggest pain in your butt yeah. of all time yeah and yeah. then the stuff you think is going to be difficult ends up being like a 14 day close like yeah. no issues at all like mm -hmm. it's huge commission yeah so it's, I mean, it's a love-hate relationship with that yeah. aspect of real estate but at the same time you just got to get up every morning you got to keep grinding yeah. um, and find the deals so definitely for what, sure. what do you think would, would have i know you've done about seven or eight deals so far is there like a, a one deal out of those eight within this last year that was the biggest mess or it was rough for you um i think cedar and bernardino was not that difficult you know by any means compared to bigger deals but it was just stressful to get it done um we actually were gonna get it for the fund at mm -hmm. first and then the numbers didn't shake out for us and yeah. um it's it's hard really believing in a deal and the numbers look like they work but also you don't know you like you never know you can't yeah. predict the market but um you know i ran those numbers over and over and over again and i believed in the deal so then i had to you know kind of fight for it elsewhere i was like this is a good deal i don't mm -hmm. want to lose it so then finding an investor to take it on proving to them the highlights of fernandina you know mm -hmm. because yeah. you're not from there you don't know all the little nuances for sure um and then the, we had some difficulties with the sellers and ended up delaying closing i think two or three times yeah after they had originally requested a quick close yeah so it was like pulling teeth trying to get a signature yeah one yeah signature. so i thought was, that was funny yeah we want to what did they say they wanted a three-day inspection and a two-week close and then our closing ended up being like a month and a couple weeks mm -hmm. because one person wouldn't sign one something. signature yeah one signature. But that's usually how it goes. It's yeah. always just one one thing you need, but you can't get it. Yeah, I got like yeah. a probate on one contract. Yeah. You got one person out of the eight that you need signatures, yeah. but just find that one person. It's like yeah. some reason yeah. it's the most difficult thing in the world, but I don't know, we'll get it across the board. It was more like two irritating with probate right now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh yeah, I think you've shared a lot about that. Um, what are you most looking forward to about kind of the the future in your journey up in real estate? Because Obviously, we've got a lot of plans uh, for what we're working on with the REITs and 
how we want to continue to scale the brokerage and and work together um, as a team. But um, wanted to hear from you. It, it, it could not be real estate related, but um, can be. But kind of your um, you know your goal uh, for the future and what you're most looking forward to. I would say right now. I mean, I'm really excited to see us grow because I mean, just thinking back to January. I mean, when I started, it's yeah. like. I mean, we're in a small, like tiny room, like yeah. five or six of us all like crammed on top there. of each other. Yeah. And I mean, now we, I mean, we have a nice office space for us. Um, I feel like the amount of deals we've gotten done this year um, is tremendous. Yeah. Um, I mean, just opposed to my first year and a half. Um, I mean, like I said, or we've talked about um, when you first start out, I mean, it's challenging for everybody. But, yeah, of course. But the amount of progress we've made just in one year, I would be. I mean, I can't wait to see what we can do in the next two to three years. Exactly. I mean, it seems like, I mean, we're on the journey up. So it's yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Good, yeah. It's good to see. But. Um, For me, I think it, what I'm most looking forward to is the not the knowledge and growth that I know uh-huh. is going to come in the next year. Even the past couple of weeks, I've been outsourcing as many resources and downloads and pdfs that i can find just to learn um Mm -hmm. and grow in myself but also as a team member um and just kind of see where we are in two years so i know it's going to be wild so yeah Yeah. Yeah. i just i look forward to growth and i've also never really felt secure and like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing until now Mm -hmm. yeah it it definitely it'll come it hasn't already but um yeah within the next year you'll definitely start to see Oh, I don't have to second guess myself yeah. or go to be Bryce Brown, whatever it might be. Um, you'll get to the point where it's like, okay, like I've done this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel confident in what you're doing. And then that's also satisfying itself too. The confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And the repetition of that kind of helps. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't, I think it really took me a solid year before I fully felt confident to even talk on the phone about anything real estate related yeah now I can't talk on the phone in front of you guys. <laughs> yeah like the you know, like first year just writing up a contract even though you've done it like five or six times yeah. however many times it may have been every single time you go to do it, it's like am i like yeah. checking the right stuff am i like am i doing everything right for my buyer because yeah. you don't want to screw it up that's the biggest fear exactly um i mean for anything in uh professional worlds you don't want to screw over someone else's money or I mean, it's they're like it's a lot of buyers' biggest transactions will ever make. So mm-hmm. just making yeah. sure you're doing everything right by them when you first start out is nerve wracking. But then yeah. once you start gaining that confidence over time, mm-hmm. um, it definitely feels good when you don't have to go ask broker Bryce, "What do I need to be doing here?" But yeah, that, that's the nickname they have for me, by the way, in the office. So yeah, broker Bryce, I with Brian, yeah, <laughs> Ryder Real Estate yeah, and houses with Hales. Call us. What's going on with you, Brown? What about you? What do you think? What are you most looking forward to? And your journey up, whether it's in real estate or life in general, and what are your goals? My goals, I think, are just to be, um, I would say, just a good team player uh, throughout the company um, and just, you know, be there for people and not to expect anything in return. Um, I think, obviously, we all have... um, goals to make a certain amount of money but i don't really have like a a cap on how many deals i want to do or how much money i want to make i think what i'm really looking forward to is seeing you know this podcast grow seeing our our deal chart um grow seeing um the re acquire more property seeing that grow um you know eventually seeing um more agents in the office too um and 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 the right agents too you know people that um 
you know, display good attitudes and, and we all want the same thing. Cause I think it's pretty clear that we all want the same things. Um, uh-huh. you know, we all, we all want to work together and be successful and, and we all have each other's backs. And I think that's, that's huge when it comes to a team or a company or any type of work environment. Um, because whenever you, I think I might've said it on the last episode, but I think it's just so beneficial for everybody whenever you have, you know, a tight group of people all working toward uh, one common goal yeah. um, because that, you know, that holds so much more weight than just one person trying to do it all or think that you can do it by yourself because you can't. Um, but I think just, I'm, I'm really just looking forward to what we, what we have, what we have going, you know, I think Ryder kind of touched on it earlier, how we kind of just started in that little office space and it was, <laughs> and it was at, at that time, it was almost just like a, like this far fetched dream where I don't, we didn't even have, a list. I remember when we first got we got our first listing. Yeah, that pool house, and, and we were freaking just, it out. Was like uh, we had this whiteboard, and we board. had the same the same one that the we have now we with have the now. columns yeah. and everything, except it was just one, one deal, one deal, yeah. in the top left corner. And we're like, okay, it's the first one. And we <laughs> we were so pumped for like like I think that whole month we we're you know we got our first listing as Anna as you know Bryce was the broker. We got our first listing, and now I think we've almost closed sixty deals since. January one, and we have nine on the board that are either active, pending, or or under fifteen. Con- 15. Yeah. Um, and then we also have um, almost thirty five doors that is owned by Anna Basis. Yeah. And whenever we started, I think we had one. Yeah, we had one. So um, I think yeah. that just kind of shows in the in the last year and a half that you know we've put in we've put in some work. We've you know yeah, we've grinded. Um, and now I'm just I'm just looking forward to to continue to to grow this thing. Yeah, no, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And um, I mean to talk about goals and those some of those figures that you just said. What I are remember, your goals for? The- actually, for I said at the beginning of the year this year before we even did anything, and it was still very you know getting started, and we had only closed I think 15 or 17 deals the year prior. I said at the beginning of the year I was like I want this company to close 50 deals this year and i thought that was like a a a big goal it was going to be hard for us to hit but i felt that we could do it if we really push and and brought some new talent on and uh yeah sure enough we're we're almost 60 transactions um for the year and we are in november right now we still got a month and a half to go so um we have far exceeded that uh also my goal was to have um i believe eight to 10 properties uh, by the end of this year, uh, at the beginning of the year, but I was expecting that they would only be single family, maybe a couple duplexes here and there. We have 11 properties um, consisting of 120 unit self storage facility, 25 doors of multifamily and nine houses. So that is like crazy. Amazing. (laughs) It's, it's, I'm, I'm so ecstatic. And um, happy with how hard that we've worked, like you said, together as a team. I think it's important um, to continue to to press forward and have each other's backs because uh, it's it's like you said, if you're moving consistently towards a common goal, nothing can stop you. And um, I was watching something the other day from Tony Robbins. This is actually to um, what you were talking about before, and not feeling like you know you've you, you've reached what your capabilities are yet um he has he's got a pretty interesting quote um a lot of people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year 
but they underestimate what they can accomplish in two decades. Yeah. And I think that that's very interesting to, to think about because there's, there, there's really so much time that we have. We're all very young and, um, you know, you have all these ideas and, and things in your mind that you want to, to implement and, and do, but you, you can only do it so quickly. It takes time for, for things to, to catch on. And, um, you know, it's hard to get a lot of things done in a year and feel like you've accomplished everything that you've set out to do. But if you, you know, love and trust in yourself and your team around you and give yourself the, the time and encouragement to put in two decades, the, the amount of growth and success that I think we'll see uh, in the future is, is unimaginable. Um, so I'm really excited for next two yeah, decades. On thinking about goals, do we have 2024 goals in mind? What are we thinking here? Yes. Are, uh, 2024 goals. We're, we're shooting for a hundred. We're shooting yeah. for a hundred. Um, I think we can do it. Uh, I, I, I thought we could do 50 this year and we, we broke that. We're going to break 60. I don't see any reason why we can't do a hundred next year. Yeah, I think, mm. I think when I first started, uh, Ernest or one of you had asked me, well, like, do you have a goal for your first year? And I was like, I think 10 maybe because I had no idea what I was talking about yeah. and whoever I was talking talking to was like that's a lot that's that's a big number that's and a good number though. that's a good number because yeah. you're almost there but I had yeah. no like I didn't actually believe that that was going to happen or mm -hmm. I was going to get close right um, and yeah I'm at seven yeah so that was, I thought that was really cool that's awesome well I'm very but, happy for you and I'm yeah, very proud of you as a team I can't imagine how far we'll be at the end of next year yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, so I wanted to bring up a hot topic right now. Um, we have a new uh, loan coming out. I know you guys have probably seen my post about it today or maybe Chandler's within the last um, week or so. Next week, uh, Fannie Mae is enacting the 5% down uh, conventional multifamily loans if they're owner-occupied. So before... Um, if you were interested in buying a uh, owner-occupant multifamily property, four units or less, it's considered residential, uh, you could get a residential conventional loan. However, for a um, single unit, obviously, you can do 5% down. Two units, you'd have to do 15% uh, down. And for uh, three to four doors, uh, you'd have to put 25% down. So that's a huge, huge thing because that opens the doors for so many more investors, um, whether they're intro or not, <laughs> you know, even if you're, if you're an introductory investor or if you're an experienced investor, you're bringing so much less capital to the table. Yeah. So like, I mean, for example, if you've got a million dollar quadplex in, in Jack's beach that, you know, somebody wants to buy as their primary residence, uh, they only have to put five percent down. That's that's a huge deal. That's only fifty grand. Yeah. Uh, so you're putting fifty grand down on a million dollar product, and you can use the other three doors' income to qualify yeah. for the mortgage. Um, so that's a, a game changer, in my opinion. I think um, something that you guys uh, should keep in mind for uh, you know your your deals and investors that you're working with future so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that and if you think that there are obviously positives to it but do you think there are any negatives uh possibly from from you know opening the space to um you know allow more access to these multifamily properties for the average investor well i mean i guess the biggest thing is is i mean obviously being smart with 
how you're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, any investor is a great investor for us, but um, just making sure everyone's smart with what they're doing. Um, obviously, that's exciting for anyone in real estate um, that wants to get into investing, but just be smart with what you're doing. Um, make sure you come to the right people to make sure that you have uh, the right numbers and everything uh, good to go on that end. I think with the 5% down um, on the multifamily would be a great tool for people that are working with agents or someone on our team um, that can utilize um, seller concessions too, because you could almost, especially if you're a licensed agent and there's a commission attached to it and the house is on the MLS, you're already getting that commission back at the closing table. You could put that towards your down payment. And I'm pretty sure you can ask, is it up to 6% in seller credits when it comes to or maybe three. I think it depends on the uh, down payment amount. Right. Um, so the if you, yeah, if you're doing 20% down, I believe you can get up to 6%. But I believe with a conventional uh, 5% down, I think it's three. Mm-hmm. Well, on top of that, but I mean, still 3% seller concessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buy a rate down in this market. It's yeah. the way to Probably go. Um, right now. I would honestly recommend doing a two-one buy down to anybody that's looking to use seller concessions towards buying an investment property um, right now in this market, specifically because I believe that the interest rates are going to eventually go down. I mean, they're, they're the highest they've ever been in a long time, yeah. uh, and they'll eventually go down. But what's nice is is that with a two-one buy down, the money that you take from those concessions, it's really a, a, a quasi escrow account. So, you know, as that money is loaded in from the 2-1 buy down, that's what's making your payments less for the next two years. Um, But if the rates go down in the next year or two and then you refinance and there's an overage amount, they will actually credit that back to you whenever you refinance. Um, So that is a way that you can keep your payment lower and buy, you know, use a 2-1 buy down to get it into the sixes if it's in the eights right now. Um, But you know, not waste because uh, it's a little bit cheaper, not waste all that buy down. Because if you buy it down from eights into the sixes on a fixed rate, it's way more expensive. Uh, on a two one, it's it's temporary. So you will have to qualify for that 8% mortgage, um, but you can kind of reduce your payments on the short term with the, you know, precursor that you will be refinancing with once these rates calm down. A little yeah. bit. So I definitely recommend that. So talking about all these high interest rates, how has it kind of been, obviously we are in a high interest rate market right now. What are some speed bumps or maybe um, some things that are getting in the way of some of your buyers or investors when it comes to uh, higher interest rates right now? Yeah, for me, um, I mean, being 26, I mean, all of us, I mean, a lot of our market or people that we work with are generally going to be kind of before 30 years old. So being able to afford a house, um, especially for people that, are uneducated that are renting right now or just learning the process to them when they see 8% they're like no shot I'm going to buy like there's like no way I'm going to do this but the biggest thing I try to tell friends family whoever it may be just talk to a lender um see what you you might actually be able to afford because you might not know Mm -hmm. you might actually be able to afford more than what you think and Mm -hmm. I mean going back to the refinancing side of things you can always worry about that a year down the road figure that out and Mm -hmm. get those seller credits now get your closing cost covered and stuff Correct. like that. Right. And I think a big thing for me, a lot a lot of people that are in their mid 20s right now have been, go, been going towards new construction. I mean, myself bought a townhouse uh, down St. John's Silverleaf 
just getting those seller concessions, closing costs covered is huge for somebody that's two or three years into the working world right. yeah. Um, yeah. and just starting to build and grow. So I think it's a speed bump is people thinking, oh, 8%, no shot I'm getting into this market yeah. right now yeah. and trying to get them back on board and jump on the ship with you and, yeah. and go out and buy stuff even in this market. I think but, what a lot of people don't understand though um, that are in that boat is that although interest rates are super high right now and it's harder to you know, you know, swing those payments, if you can use the tactics like you know, buying the rate down to and buy down, solar yeah. concessions, think things of that nature to get into something now. Now's the best time to buy. Yeah. Because now you're going to get sellers that are hurting, um, you know, people that are willing to negotiate. Yeah. You're going to get lower prices on stuff. Yeah. And really at the end of the day, you make money on the buy, not on the sell. Yeah. Because if you wait until interest rates go down, there's so many people on the sidelines waiting to yeah. buy. Everybody's going to jump if, in. Everybody's going to jump in. It's going to be a feeding frenzy whenever the rates drop back down. Mm -hmm. That's the point where you want to sell. Yep. So really now's the time to buy with, you know, the, the precursor that you're going to, you're going to refinance. You're going to use some, some buy downs. You're going to negotiate, get a good deal on the upfront, hold on to it for a few years. And then whenever those interest rates go down, your equity is going to go up. Yep. So, um, you know, really stress that to, to people that are looking to get involved now, but are kind of on the sidelines, yep. kind of on the fence. I actually had a couple at least two separate buyers that um, just did, we've showed a couple of houses and then just ghosted because they the interest rates and they mm -hmm. didn't didn't really digest any of the options that they had or explore it. And I think that's really important rather than being scared of it and just saying, no way, not going to happen. Yeah. Talk to an agent, you know, talk mm -hmm. to one of us and talk to a lender, explore your options. You don't have to commit to anything and yeah, exactly. see if it's, gonna work for you or not um, yeah don't so, just like look but, at a news article and see that interest rates exactly. are high and think the world's ending you yeah. can't buy that's yeah, not yeah. the you I'm know yeah. I mean, well so i mean literally yeah. yesterday i mean i went and showed a buyer house uh first time meeting them and the i try you don't want to obviously dive divulge too much here i mean your first meeting them yeah. you want to let them see the house and everything but um when we first had that initial uh meeting i'm want to kind of let them know about these things like hey i have a great lender or two give them options uh, that you can talk to and we can go over all these different ways uh, you can purchase a home because they said they got uh, pre-approved back in like May or June, something like that. And they're like, okay, well, we can afford this, but now we're worried about interest rates. And I'm like, okay, well, there we can always buy it down and there's different ways you can navigate it. Mm -hmm. But um, when you're just, I mean, first time home buyer and stuff like that, you might not know that. So it's just being able to educate them uh, to where they feel comfortable 100%. and yeah. uh, then get them with the right people in terms of lenders and stuff. And then you kind of formulate yeah, a game plan. For yeah, and out, instilling so. that trust in your, in your buyer too, you know, they need to trust you. Can, can, can you get them across the finish line? It'll make that whole process so much easier. Yeah. Well, um, I want to get, uh, you know, some, some kind of calls uh, to action from you guys. What, what do you guys want to see um, from people? uh in the market that are interested and wanting to reach out to you or have questions i mean i just like to talk to people you know like let me share my knowledge with you so if you have questions or just want to explore selling or buying just call go to my website you know anything because it doesn't hurt to just call and ask a question what's your website uh houseswithhales.com at houseswithhales mm -hmm. social media follow that's, me that's cute i like your website 
And you, actually, you built that website yourself then? I yeah. did build the website. Um, there's uh, seller guides, home buying guides, uh, pre-listing checklists, all kinds of resources on there. And I am launching a blog this week. Mm-hmm. So nice. Okay. look out for that. I will be posting that soon. Um, that will be linked on my website, House to the Hills. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, your website, I mean, it's legit. It looks great. Um, you definitely did a good job with it. So if you um, need I, a website, hit yeah, me up. I need, her, might need your help there. Yeah. That's funny. What about you? Um, I mean, I, I mean, just kind of reiterating on everything. It's just trusting in your realtor um, that they are going to get you in touch with the right people, lenders. Um, and we do have game plans where we can make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like people right now can be a little timid. And I mean, like you said, right now is the right time to buy, sell when those interest rates go back down. Um, I mean, it's a game. I mean, to me, it is. I mean, I'm competitive. It's fun. Um, but getting people real estate's definitely a game it's a game it's a fun game <laughs> it's, it's a, a game really of fun chess, game but sure. yeah it's just i mean making sure everyone feels comfortable um get them with the right people and i mean let's make it happen so, okay let's make it happen let's do some deals journey up yeah um i guess to kind of you know finalize i'm i'm really excited about um everything that we have going on at uh anabasis realty and um the investment trust as well um, obviously, with the the public offering coming very soon, um, that we're going to keep you guys, uh, you know, informed about. Stay tuned. That's going to be huge, um, especially you know that you guys will be able to interact and, and invest with us um, and uh, be a part of what we're doing, as well as you know if you're interested in a five percent down conventional multifamily property or selling commercial or luxury, whatever it is, um, you know we're we're here for you guys and. Uh, you know, we're excited to be bringing this podcast to you and uh, having new guests on here in, in the next couple of weeks that are going to be outside of Anabasis. So, um, you know, they're not going to be uh, internal members. We'll, we'll have some some other topics to discuss other, other than real estate. Um, but as always, if you guys have any questions on the topic, please don't hesitate to reach out to us individually. We're going to have um, all of our contact information um, here uh, on the episode for you to be able to contact uh, each one of us individually, as well as our, our websites and, and further information. Um, but we're going to have some new guests on and, and have some more, um, you know, entrepreneurial journeys uh, to discuss. And we're super excited to bring it to you. Um, so stay tuned and uh, we'll see you on the next one.